0: Today on Lawyers Rising. People tend to you know, focus too much on themselves and in the process uh, don't end up giving uh, the value that they could and then it's a hurting them quite a bit.
1: Why attorneys need to be exploited to succeed. Hello and welcome. I'm joined once again by Harrison Barnes, the founder and chief executive of BCG Attorney Search. Thanks for making time for me. Yeah, thank you. Well this title today, why attorneys need to be exploited to succeed is guaranteed to raise some eyebrows. I think that's what you intended it to do. We're going to get into the meat of this here, but why don't we just set this up for the listener? Give me um, the elevator pitch, a few lines about why you think attorneys need to be exploited in order to succeed.
0: Well, I mean, the big thing is, I mean, I think that a lot of attorneys believe that, um, you know they they have to be very careful with how much of they give them of themselves, and they they kind of measure that, and they look around, and they see how other people what what they're giving, and uh, and and then they need you know they, they try to be very very careful, so they they want to make sure that they're not kind of giving more than a lot of their peers, and um, and they tend to to hold back, and they do that with their firms, uh, some of them do it in their personal relationships, um, you know, and others do it. Uh, you know, uh, you know, with, um, you know, even clients. And so the the idea here that I'm I'm trying to make people aware of is that I, I, in my experience, the people that, you know, have the most fulfilling careers and lives tend to be givers and not to hold back uh, as much as um, a a lot of other people would. And I think that, yeah. And I think that one of the problems that people have is when they're, when they're concentrating on not giving you know, they're, they're really turning people off. They're turning employers off. They're turning lots of people off kind of wherever they encounter them. And, and that ends up hurting them in the long run in their careers.
1: You know, it's interesting. I've worked in the media all my adult life and both the media and the legal industry, I think both have reputations of being somewhat exploitative or potentially exploitative employers. And I definitely have fell prey to this about really getting my hackles up about particular employers, especially during contract negotiations, perhaps not giving me my due. So it's a tricky business, isn't it? Making sure that you don't get rolled over. While at the same time, not being that guy or girl that we've all run into at work who are constantly complaining about how they're getting screwed by the boss and almost using it as an excuse to not excel. Um, I think that's what you're really trying to put your finger on here is to try and point out these behaviors. So are you saying that just don't worry about it at all? (laughs) Just work, just be a giver, um, provide value as much as possible and things will work out in the end. Is that your uh, baseline advice?
0: Well, I mean, it is and it isn't. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, there are people out there that will take advantage of us and uh, law firms certainly try to take advantage of people and clients take advantage of people. And and there's a lot of people out there that do try to take advantage of people. So I'm not saying no one needs to stick up, you know, for themselves. But at the same time, I think that, uh, you know, one of the major problems is, is that people tend to, you know, focus too much, on themselves and in the process uh, don't end up giving uh, the value that they could, and that it's hurting them quite a bit.
1: Yes, let's dig more into that, into that attitude about um, being, I guess, a taker rather than a giver. Um, in the article that we're working from for this episode, you say quite simply, life takes from the taker and gives to the giver. Can you expand on that a little bit and perhaps provide some examples that you've seen over your career of people that are too focused on being taken from and therefore are not giving enough?
0: Yeah. I mean, I I see this all the time, uh, you know, just in in people that I hire, uh, you know, for for all sorts of tasks. I mean, you know, whether it's someone, you know, that's working for me at my house or whether it's someone, you know, an attorney that I've hired or whether it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, I mean, just all around me. I mean, there's people that, you know, are, are focused on, you know, trying to take as much value as they can for as little as little as they can, and then there's people that, that aren't making that calculation all the time, and at the same time are trying to uh, you know give the most they can. So, I mean, one example I have is there's a uh, you know there's a maintenance there's I mean I have a several maintenance people that work you know, do work for me occasionally, but I mean um, there's one person that's worked for me for maybe 15 years, and um, you know he shows up and you know he works an eight hour day, and he uh, you know and and nevertheless, and he, the whole time he's working, he he concentrates on uh, doing a good job and he's always busy. And, you know, at the same time, there's um, other people uh, that I've hired to do tasks that will show up and, you know, they'll try to figure out how to make as much money as possible while doing as little work as possible, as quickly as possible, you know, and, and it's all just about how much they can get and how quickly they can get it. And so if you take that attitude and you, you know, you put it into, you know kind of how uh you know attorneys function like attorneys will go into law firms and different you know environments and they will uh you know they'll worry if their salary is not as high as people at other firms though you know and we may try to leave they will uh you know they'll, they'll you know play games they'll, they'll they'll bill for they won't work as they'll you know not they'll bill for time when they weren't working and may have been gossiping and they'll get distracted and you know, and they and they and they and they won't, you know, be, be focused, and they'll, they'll worry more about themselves than, than kind of that the work that they're doing. So, you know, the guy that's worked for me for fifteen years is able to put his head down, and you know, he's never talking on the phone while he's here. He's never gossiping. He's uh, always working, always focused, and uh, providing value. And and because of that, you know, he's gotten you know several raises and so forth the whole time he's been here, and he's. He's never lost his job, but at the same time, you know, employers, you know, want to hire people and want to keep people around that are focused on providing value, you know, and that, and that aren't, you know, more, and, and that their focus is, you know, not on them and and what they can get, you know, as quickly as they possibly can.
1: How much do you think our backgrounds? inform the way that we work once we enter into our careers? I ask this because I think we both come from kind of middle-class backgrounds. This idea of putting your nose to the grindstone and working as hard as you can and expecting to be rewarded for that is kind of what we were raised with. Do you think that the more white-collar aspect of the legal industry gives people a little bit more a sense of entitlement. I hate to use that phrase, but uh, a sense of entitlement. And that's why they really struggle with this lesson, that they've always or have their uh, their hackles up that they're being exploited in some way.
0: Well, actually, I mean, that's a very good question. And I, and I think that um, a lot of times what ends up happening is, uh, you know, I, I think people from middle class backgrounds kind of instinctively understand that, you know, you have to work and you have to do all these things. And um, and and you kind of have to trust in the employer to reward you and the system to reward you in the long in the long term. And I think that they do understand that uh, the the problems I've seen actually uh, a lot of times are you know people from lower class backgrounds or even upper class backgrounds that you know may not have those same sort of values sometimes, and that you know can actually hurt you. So you know if you're if you're from an environment where you know you're suspicious and you. You know, you believe that, you know, you're doing a job just to get paid and you have to get paid as much as possible. And then you'll leave if you don't get paid the most and, and, you're, and you never really commit to something that can hurt you. Um, so there, I think there are a lot of, you know, work skills that, you know, that our parents teach us and that our backgrounds teach us that, you know, it's important to kind of pick up and understand. At the risk of digging too
1: deeply into the psychology behind this attitude, I'd like to take a moment and just focus a little bit more on these sorts of people that we've all encountered at various organizations that are just constantly talking about how they're getting screwed by the boss. Um, And it becomes almost a joke when these people come around and begin to grumble and complain about their workload, et cetera, their recent contract negotiations. What do you think this is born of? Is it born of I guess a kind of a paranoia that someone's out to get them. Is it born of laziness that they are trying to come up with excuses to not work as hard as they should? I'm really quite fascinated by this. You may not be (laughs) equipped to be able to make a diagnosis, but... What do you what do you figure What do you figure What's uh, what's kind of the be- uh, the underlying psychology behind this?
0: Well, I mean, I've been curious actually since you are faster. What what is your thought? Uh,
1: there's this, uh, definitely a, a mold of person that kind of is a bit more paranoid or prone to paranoia, um, and uh, it seems to be kind of part and parcel of that that someone's out to get them that they. Uh, people are, I'm a very kind of trusting sort of person. I kind of come from that background and it is a personality thing. I always kind of assume people are mean what they say, but there's other people that are convinced that, that the opposite, that people are always lying to them, no matter what they say. And I think maybe that's what it's born of, but uh, I don't know. Does that ring true to you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that um, there's definitely uh, a lot of truth to that. I mean, I think, you know, if you ask why uh, you know, people are like that. I, I think that, uh, you know, I, th- I think that a lot of people become untrusting. And, and I think that, uh, you know, that they they don't trust that the system will, will take care of them or their employer will take care of them. And they may have had, uh, you know, bad experiences with that in the past. And, you know, and that's unfortunate. But at the same time, I mean, you know, in order to be successful in an organization, you have to you know, you really do have to trust that the organization will take care of you. And that's that's not an easy thing to do.
1: Yeah, I'd like to focus more on that because you say you need to believe that success will come to you regardless. And that's a hard thing for people to get comfortable with that idea, especially as we mentioned, when there is a kind of a, a dog-eat-dog kind of industry out there. So to kind of believe that your hard work will be rewarded in the end and won't be taking advantage of it in the long run is a hard um, it's, it's a hard thing to get over, isn't it? Can you talk more about why you believe that and why you think that hard work and really focusing on providing value will be rewarded
0: in the long run? So one of the things is, is um, you know, there's like in, in the legal profession, like it's very difficult for people to get a job if they get laid off or fired. And, uh, you know, and people, of course, get laid off and, and fired all the time. But uh, it's very difficult once it happens uh, for people to get a job. And so the reason that, that, that it's so difficult is, you know, if, if you're not uh, – if, you, if, if a law firm does lay you off, I mean, they're, they're, the, the, the presumption is of other law firms that they'll look at you that, you know, you weren't, you weren't providing uh, more value than your peers because when a law firm lays people off, they never lay anybody off. So the, the people that lose their jobs are the people – that you know, the, the balance of, of value that you were providing compared to what you were being paid um, just wasn't there. And they couldn't see um, you providing that value in the future. So that's that's kind of you know one way to think about it is you know, everybody's always evaluating your value. So just holding on to your job is a is a sign you know, that you were providing that value. Another, another kind of thing that happens is you know, when, when you're providing a lot of value, meaning you're working hard and you're doing all these things like a law firm, if you really are doing a good job with that and so forth has to advance you. And if they don't advance you and they don't hold on to you, if you're not providing that value, then, then they're making a mistake. And at the same time, when, when people see you providing that kind of value and working very hard, people around you, uh, you know, will want will want to work with you. Though, you know, if, if opportunities open up, clients will, you know, want to hire you. Or, you know, other clients will tell other clients about you and um, our potential clients, and you bring in clients. And other attorneys that even leave your firm will want to take you with them. And, you know, so people that provide excess value are always going to be, you know, in demand. Um, you know, and and, and law firms are always, and other people are always going to be interested in it. It's the people that don't provide that value and have a reputation for, you know, cutting corners and not doing things right that end up in trouble. Those are the people that get in trouble. And if you're always providing more value, the cream always rises to the top. You're not going to, you know, other people are going to realize that and, and you'll have a reputation as, as someone that provides a lot of value and, and your commitment will be rewarded in the market.
1: So you've touched on a few things there but I wonder if we could expand on the idea of providing value and what that really means in a tangible sense when you're working at a firm. What examples have you seen over the years of someone going out of their way to provide value and being rewarded for doing so?
0: Well, I mean providing value can mean can mean a lot of things. So, you know, from the perspective of clients, like, you know, you provide value when you know, you can save people money. And, you know, like a lot of lawyers will try to keep cases going or matters going or charge more than they can. But the best lawyers, you know, the ones that provide the most value will very quickly, you know, if they can get rid of things and have kind of a reputation for doing that. At the same time, you know, attorneys that provide a lot of value, you know, will will, will come up with, you know, will, will think through things for the, for the people they're working with, will anticipate issues and uh, and we will really, you know, work hard to, to get uh, good results for people. And, you know, and that's, and, and a lot of people don't, like a lot of people will, you know, just do what they're told, they won't, um, they won't go seeking out work, they won't anticipate problems, and they will, you know, make a lot of mistakes that way. And so, you know, my belief is that, you know, if, a, if an attorney is going to be, you know, very, very effective, they have to constantly be looking you know, for more ways to provide value than their peers.
1: And you kind of can tell this personality type, the one that is not providing value very quickly, can't you? Um, I can think of many co-workers over the years and employees who just kind of cut corners that don't show up, show up late, leave early, are not giving it their all, and quite obviously so. And even if they may might pick it up later on, um, that early um, impression that they've left with you really sticks, doesn't it? And it's it's hard to undo. And if you kind of build a reputation for yourself as someone, as you say, that provides value, um, this really, it's what will be remembered about you, uh, especially hopefully during the uh, contract negotiation time.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's, those are the people that other people want around and that and that sort of personality type is just very, very rare. I mean, the best employees are, are always doing that. And the best people in any industry are always doing that. And the people that become, you know, the most powerful attorneys and, the, you know, have the have the most, you know, good things happen to them and their careers are doing that. And if you're not doing everything you possibly can to provide value, the market is going to take care of you. If your employer doesn't get rid of you, uh, then the market will eventually. So, you know, you constantly need to be providing value. And, and if you're – some people get into situations where – they're receiving a lot more than they're giving, and I see that in, in our business a lot of times. And you know, sometimes the inverse is true, where someone's providing more than they're uh, getting. But you know, usually uh, people end up. You know, a lot of times people, especially in large law firms, will be getting higher salaries than they they really should be getting based on the value that they're they're receiving. But everything, you know, the market's very efficient. So if you're not providing that value, you're eventually going to lose your job and have issues.
1: Where do you think this mentality comes from? This kind of antagonistic idea between you, you as an attorney, and your clients. Um, a lot of people view it this way, don't they? That this, the clients are just there for them to be billed, and they aren't building a much more relationship beyond that. And indeed, I think it's the same mentality. They think they're being screwed by the firm, therefore they have to screw their clients. Um, is are, are people just inventing this in their own minds, or is it being born of? Um, actual experience that they um, are kind of dealing with while working at that firm. I'm really trying to get into the crux of this here about this sort of antagonistic attitude that people come into their work relationships with.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do think that uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, have a sense of lack. And, uh, and that lack may mean that, you know, when they get a client, uh, they have to overbill them or they have to take advantage of them. And I- I've certainly run into a ton of people uh, like that in the past, and they play all sorts of games, and I think a lot, you know, if you ask where does that come from, it comes out from a sense of, you know, not not believing in yourself, and not having, you know, not feeling like you're worthwhile, and, uh, you know, if you need to steal from people, or, or do bad things, uh, you know, there's obviously, you know, something, you know, wrong with your feeling about yourself, and um, you know and also a sense of lack like a, a way looking at the world you know and in, in a very negative way like you believe that uh, you know other people are uh, out to get you or you know you have to take otherwise people will take from you and uh, and that's just not how it works i mean you know if you And in reality, the people that provide the most value over the longest term are the ones that do the best.
1: Yeah, when you said like kind of a a mentality of lack, I've heard it phrased slightly differently as sort of a poverty mentality, the idea that you're constantly starving. And this kind of creates sort of weird psychological behaviors in your regular life because – For most of us, especially if we're working in kind of these white-collar positions, we're we're not actually starving or at the risk of starving, uh, with some exceptions, I'm sure. But when you get into that mentality of that you're always starving and you need to get more, it does kind of put you into this um, kind of a strange psychological space where you can kind of justify taking from people and and maybe not giving enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, and in reality, I mean, I think that, you know, a lot of people have a very strange, uh, you know, and, and unfortunate relationship with uh, with money and, and, and the belief of what it, you know, what it's for and, and what it's good for and, and, uh, and, and its relationship to prestige and, you know, all sorts of things. And in reality, I mean, you know, in my, it's my belief that, you know, that a focus on that doesn't really, you know, lead to any, any form of happiness and, uh, you know, and, and, hurting other people to get what you want uh, certainly doesn't. And, you uh, and, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and really, you know, the, I think the quote that I put in this article that life, you know, takes from the taker and gives to the giver is, is true, you know, because when you provide value, you know, people want to come to you and they want to do business with you. And, and that's the kind of people they seek out. I mean, I I have so much anger in, in my personal life uh, or business life towards, you know, people that have, um, you know, played games with, with things like this and have taken from me just in a, you know, in a, in a completely unjustified way by playing financial games and stuff. And there's a lot of people out there like that. But, you know, in reality, I mean, you know, you can't you can't take money with you. It, it doesn't make you happy, uh, really. I mean, you can buy things with it. But, it, you know, if you, if you buy, you know, one more car, it's not you're going to forget about it very soon. And, um, you know, it's just it's it's not I, it's not worth it.
1: Yeah. We, and we get strange signals in the culture at large about these lessons, don't we? You think about how often like the Gordon geckos, the the gangster rapper kind of mentality that's out there, the I'll take mine kind of attitude that's really lionized in so many quarters of the culture at large and produces this mentality in a lot of people that, you know, screw or be screwed kind of mentality, kill or be killed, um, that, creates all these weird behaviors in people, and as you say are easily identified by employers and clients alike, and and really will hold you back in the long run. Um, it's these kind of larger cultural signals that I think a lot of people are kind of mimicking a little bit to their detriment.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have this kind of weird story. Uh, you know, I have a a tenant. I mean, it's, it's not really worth going into, but, uh, you know, I know someone that has, um, you know, that, 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 you know, has ripped off a lot of people and, uh, you know, playing these kind of games, and uh, has literally, um, you know, uh, has to have a security guard parked in front of his house every night because uh, he's, you know, done s- so many bad things to so many people. And there's just a lot of people out there like that. And um, you know, and I think the, the the point though is that you know that you you really need to concentrate on you know how can you provide value? How can you work smart? How can you um, be someone um, you know that contributes and is constantly thinking about uh, you know what what can you do and how can you help others. So I think you know I heard someone say uh, not too long ago a very successful guy as he said you know before he was unha- when he was he was unhappy when he used to get up every day and then he used to think about you know what can I get you know what can I earn how can I do all this stuff today and so instead of thinking that now he gets up and he thinks you know how can I you know, help people and provide value and, 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 and that sort of thing. And so he always, you know, thinks about who can I help today? And if you think that way, you know, it, it, it makes you much more successful, but it also gives your life a lot more meaning and makes it more fun.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, you know, you were telling that story about that fellow that has to have a security yeah. guard in front of his home. I think we've all seen people like this that behave in business in such like horrendous ways that you think to yourself, with, with all the effort and, and mental energy you're expending to just rip people off, what if you just like focused on running the business in a in a legal fashion? I, I guarantee you'd get ahead more than constantly trying to steal from people. But again, it is this kind of poverty mindset that people get into. Now, of course, we're speaking. Of Criminals here, not about lawyers, but the same kind of principle applies, doesn't it? The idea of not being a poverty mindset, uh, getting out of your own way, and just doing the job as good as you can, and uh, and being confident that that will be rewarded in the end.
0: Yeah, and uh, and 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 that's really the game. I mean, I think you need, you know, you need to do it, and 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 you know, anytime I've ever dealt with someone, you know, that has had. Uh, you know, problems with, you know, maybe they were fired and it took them a long time to find a job or, you know, or someone had been, you know, done something wrong and gone to jail or something. And, you know, any, any time I've dealt with people like that, I mean, you know, usually you'll find this kind of mentality where they're very, very concerned about, you know, how much they give and uh, and it ends up, uh, you know, hurting them. And I, I think one of, the, one of the reasons that I was so interested in writing this article uh, was that I had a kind of an interesting thing happen where I had a, um, you know, someone that was building a, I don't know, doing some work on a bathroom, uh, you know, at a, at a property. And this person just all day was, uh, you know, looking to, you know, trying to, uh, you know, kind of game me and, and get as much money as he possibly could for, for various things. And, you know, and ultimately, um, you know, I just had nothing to do with them in the future. And I, I don't like that. I mean, anytime someone's trying to, you know, take advantage of you and play games with you, there's no reason really to do business with them ever again. You just, you want to avoid them. And, uh, and, and that's, I think that's that way with employers too. Employers only want to keep people around um, that are really trying to provide, you know, do as much as they possibly can. And, and that, you know, that's been my experience. And, uh, you know, and I just, I wish people kind of better understood it. I, I, I don't know you know, what else to say. No, I think that's a great place to wrap things up here, Harrison, unless you have some parting thoughts. No, I think that's it. I mean, I know this is kind of a difficult topic. I mean, there's a lot, I guess, to it. But I mean, those, yeah, that's that's kind of my thought. So.
1: Harrison Barnes, thanks for making time for us. Thank you. That's all the time we have for this edition of the program. If you're an attorney looking for a change, go to bcgsearch.com.